Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm diving into the Ayurvedic approach to the menstrual cycle. All right, so today we have a special uh, Thursday episode, and my goal going forward is to have two episodes a week now through the end of the month, and then I will up it to three episodes a week in November. And so kind of the structure of the podcast going forward, I'm going to try to have interviews on Tuesdays. And then Thursdays are going to be a solo show where I'm teaching about the menstrual cycle or Ayurveda, um, or maybe Ayurveda and the menstrual cycle, like I'm going to talk about today. Uh, and then on Mondays, I'm going to do in November, I'm going to start releasing, you know, just quickies. So probably like five to eight minutes tops, um, and teach you how to listen to your body. Cause that's one of the things that I've I've been practicing and preaching for years. And I have found a lot of people ask me how to actually do that. So I'm going to give you tangible ways to actually tune in and it's going to have, um, you know, kind of a similar structure. And it's just going to be a really, a really fun, juicy episode just to connect with yourself, um, to start your week. So that's, what's coming in the pipeline on the podcast. So I'm super excited about that. So today let's dive into the menstrual cycle and Ayurveda. So I'm going to talk about the menstrual cycle. And in particular, I'm going to talk about your bleeding phase. So your actual, actual menstrual phase of your menstrual cycle. So in Ayurveda, just as in, you know, Western medicine, you know, it's the time to relax, to go inwards, to take care of you. Um, so that the rest of the month that you're going to have that increased energy and you're going to have better health and you'll be able to tap into those four superpowers throughout your cycle. So what are some tips that we can do during our menstrual phase to actually stay in balance? Uh, tip number one is avoiding cold foods and fluids. So cold actually constricts the blood flow. And so it's not freely able to flow out. And so you want it to freely flow out. Um, we call it a panavayu. So it's just down and out. And what happens if it is not freely flowing, it will look like when you first start bleeding, when you get your period, the blood will be a little bit darker brown. And that means that you were constricted. So the blood got constricted in your uterus from the last cycle. So the, the brighter, the red, the fresher looking blood, that means you had a good flow the, la the month before and nothing really was stuck. So that's kind of something to pay attention to, um, looking at your bleed at, at the start of every month and just kind of noticing, okay, what color is coming through? Do I have a lot of stagnation and constriction going on, or is it seem to be open and flowing? So instead of that cold fluids, which is going to help, which is going to help constrict it, um, you're going to want to do warm foods, uh, such as oatmeal and soup, stewed dates and baked sweet potatoes. This is a time where I like to maybe cook. I, I do have some soups actually in my freezer that I've already made and I just freeze and I let them sit in there. And then on days, especially day one and two of my cycle, um, I'll get those out and I'll just, I'll just reheat those. Um, and that's my dinner. So I don't have to worry about cooking. So that's one really, really great way to kind of, um, give yourself a break, you know, just on your first couple of days when you're feeling low energy. Um, and I really, it doesn't matter who I've talked to, um, you know, all of the women when I'm training them and, um, you know, working with them, working with Ayurvedic clients, those first couple of days, you're, you're just tired. I mean, you just don't, you, that's normal. Like that is just what's happening. Our body is doing a ton. If you're thinking about what's actually going on in the process of what we're doing, what our body's doing. Um, so you should be tired and you should rest. Like we shouldn't have to push through. Um, unfortunately, I think we are just so programmed right now in our, in our culture to have to push through that when really, now that a lot of us are at home, this is a time to really enjoy that. And as I was talking to this client today, you know, obviously she works a 
a full-time 40 hour, well, probably more like 60 hour, um, a week job. You know, I, I told her, you know, now that you're at home, at least you can rest a little bit, you know? And so she had said, she did take a few hours in the morning just to kind of relax and do some self-care for herself. And that that's little ways that you can do it right now when you're at home. Um, I had told her I'm kind of the same. Cause obviously if I have clients on my schedule, I don't just clear my schedule for the day. I just will try to rest later in the day. Um, and it might be a day where my son, if my husband, you know, has to go to work, he might have extra, you know, iPad time or whatever, just so I can have a little time to breathe. So that's, that's a little tip. Um, you know, it might not be perfect, but that is one way that you can do it. Now the next one, um, drinking hot tea. So along with the warm foods, hot teas. So teas in particular that you're going to look for, um, drinking, and you would do this, uh, leading up to your cycle. So usually that late luteal phase, the week before you're going to get, um, you know, your bleed, you're going to want to alternate between ginger tea, chamomile tea, rose tea, or lemon balm tea. And so if you're using fresh herbs, about one tablespoon, and then you could also just purchase them from the store. Um, I did a Tulsi. Oh shoot. I just bought some. And I want to say the Tulsi India brand, it, that might be the name, uh, but they have some great teas that I actually just purchased. I also have fresh herbs on hand. And so I kind of do a mixture. Sometimes I do um, teas in the bag. Sometimes I will do my fresh herbs. It just depends how much time I have and what's going on in my schedule. So that's something to uh, enjoy. And lemon bulb really does help with cramping as well. Next, which I already kind of touched on is taking the time to rest. Um, discomfort signals you to slow down. So when your body is not feeling it, that is a sign to say, Hey, I need some rest. Like put me in a timeout let me rest. Otherwise I will get more and more wore out, run down, and this will result in getting sick. Like in Ayurveda, um, all of those little signals are just little nudges for you to listen. And when we don't, they tend to compile into bigger and bigger issues. So that's why just acknowledging that little push, like, Hey, you know what? I am going to slow down. I'm going to back off, um, take one thing off my plate and just let my body rest recoup. So I can push, you know, when it comes to ovulation phase, which is in a few weeks. So I always, I have a mantra during this time, rest is best, you know, especially day one or two. That's kind of my, that's my mantra. My husband knows, you know, in my first couple of days of my bleed, you know, he will take care of more stuff around the house. You know, he'll come into a little bit more hands-on with the parenting. So we have that kind of, um, I guess, I don't want to say deal, but like he, he does, like he just picks it up naturally. So uh, that could be a conversation that you have with a partner to kind of see how you can get better supported. Next one, coconut oil massage. So during the bleeding phase, you know, there's a lot of heat going on in the body. So coconut oil is cooling and it promotes a relaxed nervous system and tissues. So you'd want to do this before, after you shower, and then you want to make sure that you massage the belly, the hips and the low back. So that's kind of the areas that you want to hit around the uterus to just calm them down and give it a little bit cooling component to it. So remember in Ayurveda, like increases like and opposites heal. So with that heat, you would want to do the opposite, which is that cooling coconut oil. Next, a lavender essential oil. Now you can do this in a few different ways. Um, one, you could put it in a bath. So you can just do a couple um, squirts of your lavender essential oil in a bath, or just taking a bath with some lavender, fresh lavender in there, um, an Epsom salt bath with some lavender, whatever that might look like. Because lavender actually soothes and it helps you release the gripping and tightening of the uterus. So that's one of the reasons that lavender is a great um, you know, herb to be looking into. 
Another way that you can do it is soaking a cloth in warm water and then adding a few drops of the lavender oil. And I always say, you know, like diluting it, if you're going to use, um, if you're going to actually put this all over your body, you'd want to dilute it in a carry oil, meaning put it in like a sesame or avocado oil before putting it on the cloth. And then you're going to go ahead and place that cloth over your low belly, and then maybe adding a heating pack on top of it. And you do that for about 10 to 20 minutes. I typically will lay on the couch for an hour <laughs> I, on day one, if possible, depending on my schedule that day. Um, I will take an hour with a heating pack and I will just lay on the couch. Um, I usually will watch like a Hallmark movie because that just is relaxing and fun um, for me. Just, I don't have to think about it. Um, so whatever that might look like for you, maybe it's reading a book, maybe it's meditating or just taking a nap, but that could be an idea of just a way to have some you time. Another idea is journaling. So this is the perfect time of the month to reflect on your month, express your feelings, your thoughts, and your desires. Um, another thing to do is in your journal, pay attention to what symptoms that you might have. So reflect on what you ate the past month, what your exercise routine was that past month, how much you drank alcohol the past month, um, how were your emotions? Like if you had a big emotional event that happened, um, recording that, because all of those are an indicator of how intense that bleeding phase can be based on your month previous or prior. So for example, um, you know, my grandpa just passed away at the end of August. So a few months ago now, and, um, like I had a tough first bleed after the, the time what it would have been mid September, I think was when I got my cycle. Um, so that first bleed after, because it was a lot, you know, I, I, I cried a lot of emotions out, but there's still some emotions that were stuck there. So it was a tougher cycle. So I definitely made sure I rested on day one. Like I pretty much took myself out for those first two days, if not three days, like I just really needed to rest. Um, and that's something that if you've noticed or something like that happens, taking that time, you know, taking that time to go through the emotions, process them, understand why, um, this could be happening. Because again, the, the, our, our menstrual cycle is our fifth vital sign as a woman. And so it is so connected to everything that's going on in our life. And so paying attention to those little things that you're like, I didn't even realize that, of course, you know, I'm grieving or, um, obviously the state of the world, a lot of people's nervous systems are really, really shot. You know, we are on, I mean, we've almost had a full year of basically quarantine and COVID and just a lot going on. And so, if we haven't really dealt with any of those emotions or we're not letting ourselves feel those feelings that come up, you know, we can really get stuck and stagnant. So try to honor them, try to journal, just making note of um, what happened the month previous. So you can at least get a little um, clearing, um, at maybe trying to release anything that's no longer serving you. Um, and that's a great time just to kind of flush things out. Next is unplug. So this is a perfect time to unplug from social media, watch what you're consuming news-wise or just consuming on TV in general. Um, it tends to be a really sensitive time in our cycle. So staying tuned in to ourselves versus tuning out or numbing out um, by something else. And so for myself, I usually always will unplug. I start to just feel the need to unplug in my late luteal phase and I just stay unplugged until I'm done bleeding. And that's, that's something... Um, that really nourishes me and I feel great about it. I'm not on my phone scrolling. I'm really just tuning into what's going on with my body. And then I can set goals because it's a great time. So when you're bleeding phase, you know, you have some clarity, you might have some really good ideas coming through. And if we're constantly plugged in, 
sometimes we can't connect with those ideas. So, you know, paying attention to that and noticing, oh yeah, I really do want to start this business or um, whatever else might be popping through that you might not have noticed if you were plugged in. Another one is avoiding coffee and caffeine. Um, So caffeine is linked to heightened estrogen levels and elevated symptoms of PMS and amplified states of anxiety. So this time it's not a great time to have a ton of coffee. I actually noticed, um, cause I did have coffee my last cycle and I noticed I felt it immediately. My uterus did not like it. I had more cramping after having it. And then, so I have a dandelion, um, coffee that I have as well. And so I had that the next day and it wasn't, I didn't have any of that. So just noticing, experimenting with yourself, you know, like, okay, yeah, coffee actually does make my cramps worse. Let me see what I can do. Can I have teas instead? Or do I have a dandelion coffee or a mushroom coffee that's got a little bit less caffeine? Um, Just play around with it and just kind of notice what's going on with your body. Um, This is your permission to relax and just not to be hyped up for five days. You know, that's something that I think is huge because so many times we're taught to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go high energy. When we don't, we're not always going to be high energy as women, our hormones fluctuate. We will have a down period, which is when we're bleeding. So making sure that we honor that and, um, we do rest, we do relax, uh, and staying off or as much as we can watching the coffee and the caffeine that we're ingesting. And then the final one is eating foods high in iron. So iron rich foods are blood builders. So examples of this, uh, or Ayurvedic foods, that is, um, lentils, kidney beans, dates, goji berries, and then green vegetables. So those are some examples of foods higher, high in iron. So if you're thinking about cooking a soup for yourself or having kitchery, kitchery is actually really nourishing at this time. And it's really, you can make it in the, um, Instapot now too, or, um, just over the stove. It doesn't take too long. So maybe doing something like that, um, that is just a nice nourishing food that you can enjoy and relax with. So then I'm just going to finish by just telling you what a healthy bleed looks like according to Ayurveda. So it occurs once a month. It's bright red without clots or mucus. It's free of pain and bloating. It's free of irritability, mood swings, and depression. It does not stain your clothing. If it stains your clothing, um, that's a sign of ama, which ama is just toxins in the body. It has no foul odor. And then on average, it's about like four cupped handfuls of liquid a month. No more than that. It can be anywhere from like two to four. So that's just kind of um, a little guideline from Ayurveda. So let me know, um, you know, which ones are the hardest, I guess for me, it's probably always the, the coffee. I'm really working on weaning myself off of that. That is my goal. At some point I will wean myself back away from coffee. Um, but if this is stuff that interests you, we're going to be diving deep into Ayurveda, um, into the menstrual cycle, into working out in my peaceful power period coaching program. Um, and it's a three month program. It starts actually next Monday. So October 12th. My plan is to run it a few times a year. And so this will be the, well, it'll be the last program I'm launching this year. Um, and it's a, it's 12 week program. 
And it's going to be a group coaching program that I take you through how to work out with your cycle from day one to day 28. If you have, you know, a 30 or 32 day cycle, don't worry. We're going to talk about that. Um, it's also going to get nutrition tips. So I'm going to give you a nutrition and herb guideline. I'm going to give you some nourishing recipes that you can enjoy on month in month two. Um, we are going to go over a self-care practices for each phase of your cycle and how to set that up into your routine. Uh, you're going to get a guide on your cycle superpower. So you know exactly what to do work-wise and how to adjust it. No matter if you run your own business, uh, or a stay at home mom, or have a nine to five job, you know, we're going to work all of that in just so you can set up your life around your cycle for myself. It's been such a game changer. <laughs> changer. And I just feel so called to share it with other people. Um, just the importance of tuning into your body. And this, I think is just the final layer that maybe I felt like I've been missing for the past few years is that the cycle piece, because really tuning into your body is tuning into your cycle. And if you're no longer cycling, you know, we're going to go through the lunar phases. So we have you covered there. If you're on birth control, you'll also follow the lunar phases. Now, one of the reasons that I really wanted to do that is I was talking to a few women who, you know, are postmenopausal and just sharing about the moon and their eyes kind of lit up and they're like, wow, that would really, really help me with my workouts just to connect back to that feminine side of myself, you know, love them or hate them. You know, if we like our periods or not, uh, that is part of like, Hey, I just feel, you know, that's just been such a strong, like we're going to have over 400 periods in our lifetime, typically. And that's just a, such a stronghold on our life. And when it, when it goes away, you sometimes lose that like feminine aspect of yourself. Um, again, whether you like it or not. And what they were saying is they're like, yeah, that actually is really interesting. You need to like work out with the moon and just enjoy, you know, kind of that ups and downs and tuning back into something um, because the lunar phase and our cycles go together as well as the seasons. And so we're going to go over all of that, how to track it, how to work out with it. Um, it's, it's beautiful. Like this is a program I am probably the most proud of, uh, creating. So if you feel called to that, you can head to the show links. And I will also, um, just, if you go to my website at andreaclawson.com, um, you'll be able to scroll down and you'll find the peaceful power period coaching, um, program as well. So let me know if you have any questions. I also have a 20 minute consult in there that you can just schedule. If you want to know if this is a fit for you or not. All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.